Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. In 2019, Dr. Natasha Nelson published her first book, Finding Courage to Let You Out, a personal growth memoir bringing awareness to addiction, depression and anxiety. As an elite athlete in her own right, Dr. Nelson has played professional beach volleyball on the national and international circuits. She provides advisory services to professional, semi-professional athletes as well as today's young athletes. Natasha is all about life medicine, where the focus is on restoring the human element of health, wellness and living with vitality. This has led her to the emerging field of life doctoring as a mental health and emotional wellness consultant. Hi Natasha, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hello, thank you. I'm really looking forward to talking to today on our theme of finding courage, but first do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Um, well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Um, I currently work as a mental health consultant and specializing with addiction, depression, and anxiety. So yes, uh, that's what I'm doing, coaching and uh, doing workshops and different live and and personal events as well. Fantastic. And how did you get to where you are today? Oh, I like to say I took the scenic route through college (laughs) and uh, kind of a bumpy ride. I started out uh, as a chiropractor and I actually had a practice for, you know, 15, almost 17 years. And I say the scenic route through college because I actually flunked out of college at the end of my second year because of an addiction. And it was the bumpy ride of finding hitting bottom and getting into a program of, of uh, therapy and starting the journey back, like, taking one class at a community college and then I'm all the way back to being coming to being a doctor and then having my practice. And it was um, really learning how talking with people and realizing in my chiropractic practice that other than the obvious, you know, when someone's in a traumatic, you know, incident or hurt or fall, so much of the body aches and pains come from the emotional component of what's happening in their life. And so I got really good at asking a lot of questions based on my own experience and realized as much as I love chiropractic and I still do some, I love the conversations and really helping the emotional component at a deep, deep level. So I really transformed into a full-time practice back in uh, 2016 when I left my, my business, my chiropractic business. Wow. It's a bit of a journey, isn't it? It is. <laughs> The scenic route through life, yes. I like that. I like that scenic route. I think a lot of us have had those scenic routes sometimes popping up. <laughs> but it's it's good to see that where you are now, um, it, it sort of leads into our theme, I suppose, of finding courage is something that um, you wrote the book. Was that was the book first? Is that what came out first or is the theme for finding courage? Um, the book came out, I, I published it in 2019. And I had already felt like it was in me right around 2015, 2016. I felt it like I'm going to be writing and I had a few things, but I just couldn't, 
figure it out. Like, what's the theme? What's it going to be? And it wasn't until my mom passed in 2018 that something in me just, it's like the ending came. And then I was able to backtrack and write the whole book from my mom's passing. And one of the things that she promised me was um, make sure that I complete the book. And so I had to finish that. That was like a, it was such a, an emotional, but release and, and healing. And, and it was a promise to both of us that I would get it done. Yeah. It's quite a cathartic thing writing about your life, isn't it? And writing oh. about things that have affected you. So how did you find that process? It was cathartic and healing and the most amazing experience because I was able to really connect the dots and really see how um, decisions that I made five years ago and 10 years ago, how they connected to childhood 40 years ago um, and really seeing how they played out. And it really gave me very illuminating, like the insights to be able to see it on paper. I almost became like a neutral observer looking at my life on paper and I went, oh okay and then it seemed almost magical to realize oh not that i would go back and change any of it but i can see how there were key moments of decisions that i made based on information i had at the time that i went oh had i known differently or better i can see how i could have made something made a different choice then and it was so you know i wrote the book for me and i wrote it for my mom and i have a 12 year old daughter and I started with, I'm just going to write for us. Like I'm writing it for us three and that's it. And it turned into, you know, I wrote, uh, I had hired a writing coach and sent her the first 20 pages. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're going to have to publish this. And I was like, no, I'm not. It's for me. It's for me and my daughter. She's like, no, like you need to publish it. And then as I wrote it, I went, okay. Because what the book did was I didn't write it to publish it. I wrote it for me to heal. And then once I realized I was done, I had no sense of guilt or shame about any of the parts of my life. So I didn't feel embarrassed to publish it. And it was so releasing because I feel like now I tell people there's nothing in my life that somebody could extort or blackmail because I've already wrote it, read it in a, already it's in the book, it's published, you know? So nobody can come back and say, you didn't graduate from college. I'll be like, I know, I published it, <laughs> you know? so. Things like that. It was very, it's very freeing too. Mm, definitely. Yeah. And do you find like you, you're talking about finding courage? Do you want to talk a little bit what that means to you? Why did you think courage was the word you wanted to use? Yeah, courage about showing up and being honest with myself. Mm. And I, when I started with the book, it, I said, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And if I'm going to write it. I'm going to write all of it. And I started with that premise that said, okay, well, since I'm doing it for myself, really, I'll put it all in, I'll put it all out there on paper and the courage to just feel all of the emotions and the heavy, intense, um, reflecting on the parts of my life that had felt so painful and so traumatic and the courage to feel it and write it. And it, came, it kept coming back that every time I'd come to a chapter or felt stuck, I knew that what I was going to write wasn't deep enough emotionally. So I had to go deeper and I kept telling myself, okay, just it's going to be okay. Just have the courage to just write about one 
incident, one sentence, one emotion. So it was really the courage of one emotion at a time that the whole book came together and the title didn't come to me until almost the very end for that reason. Mm, definitely. And have you found that you've been getting some feedback from other people that have, wow, you know, maybe I could find the courage to let the real me out? Yes. And it that was such a surprise um, and blessing that people that I hadn't even I didn't realize they were still on my email list. I didn't know they were still, you know, we were Facebook friends and things like that who read the book and reached out to me, especially people who were patients of mine. So knew me only as doctor, as opposed to a friend, that kind of relationship. And their words were so inspiring because they told me that reading the words and reading my story, so many things they either paralleled with or they could feel the emotion and they felt safe now to share their own emotion, even if it was with themselves and on paper or with somebody else. Um, hearing somebody say, um, oh my gosh, like what you went through, I went through that too, or had those same feelings and I didn't know I could talk about them. And that it was such a blessing to hear the feedback that people felt they had permission. And that was wonderful. I think that's really important, isn't it? That permission, because there's so much shame around things that we've done that we don't want to talk about it and we hide it. And that's really detrimental to our mental health, our physical health, everything, isn't it really? Oh man, it sure is. And I think about, you know, and I talked about like my college experience, but it was also things that I went through with both of my parents and so much shame and guilt. And I spent so much of my life trying to make sure nobody ever found out about my past and especially you know the joke of oh well I that social media didn't exist when I was young so I don't have to worry about things coming up but I knew that they existed and they were in me and it was I was always hoping nobody would find out and there was something about that cathartic release to just know it's okay it's okay to feel it and talk about it and share it and all of a sudden it was like it just wasn't such a big weight anymore it was just like okay that's something that happened and lived through it but it didn't have any emotional charge anymore that I felt I had to hide so it was wonderful yeah yeah I, I, I wrote my own book and I found I putting my story in between the things that I was putting in my book was very much a release to think I didn't have to feel shame or hide away the things that I've had this has made me who I am and so by taking those steps, I've been able to come out and then really live this, you know, really exciting full life. Are you finding that when people sort of start going, well, maybe if I do address all these things and stop feeling that shame, that my life can be totally different? Yeah. And I love because even so, you know, my logo and my business is called the Dancing Zebra. And part of what I love is that, you know, I was always called like a zebra because I'm half black, half white and growing up. And I always felt so much shame about that. Like, oh, it's such a derogatory it's bad it's wrong like and you know and now i'm like that's the greatest logo <laughs> it's like such a great emblem and so proud of being able to be like yep that's me i did a workshop once and somebody asked if they were they read it and they looked at me and i could see that they were picking up on the uh very not subtle <laughs> and um they're looking i said yes it's exactly what you think it is and they were like wow really I, yeah i just put it out there now i don't have to 
dance around anything and um and it feels wonderful because i can just show up now and literally just as me not which who am i appeasing what am i hiding it's just all there and it feels so good like it just feels so good it's like a, a weight lifts off your shoulders isn't it like because you live in such heavy energy when you're hiding things keeping things inside wearing that mask out to be a different person because you feel like a certain persona that you've got to portray out there but when you actually realize you know not having all that shame and keeping that mask on you actually feel a lot lighter oh unbelievable i felt so not just like a creative and but able to play with my daughter at she's you know and just she would just want to go play and i'm like okay let's play and you know i have roller skates <laughs> that are blue with pink wheels because i like them you know i treated myself for my birthday and got those instead of like oh i should get white ones because that's more age appropriate i'm like uh uh i'm getting the blue and pink ones you know and and there is a lightness in how i move about i'm not i'm not feeling concerned about who i might run into or what i might say cuz then i feel like well even if i say the wrong thing i could just recognize and go oh, okay whoops my bad or okay and and i'm not worried about it and there's a lightness with just not feeling afraid or worried about what might happen or might who might be there or what scenario it's so freeing it's it's and very light yeah and yeah. people that come to you to work with you and that are you finding that it is that fear that around everything about their lives of things getting out they just live a really small life that they feel like they've really boxed themselves in they have and really identifying how small people live when you're trying to keep a secret secret mm. and when people when i when i work with people and they realize that all of their actions that they're trying to keep something that they feel ashamed of secret it diminishes their willingness to say yes to things that may be fun and whether it's work or personal because if it gets too close where somebody might expose their secret then they don't want to do it and so they start becoming very small and in the box and predictable and that's where the the focus when i'm working with people is letting go of not uh of not trying to hide secrets and and working with them to stop feeling ashamed and humiliated of life events or people or situations from the past. Do you find that sometimes people are really resistant to that idea like you you mentioned a little bit but they are resistant to putting it out there but once they start even taking small steps of putting things out there that they think oh okay well maybe maybe this is the way to go and they start building momentum on that. They do. And what I found is most people like by the time I'm working with them, they're already in the place where they want to. Sometimes going directly to the heart of the secret is too big of a leap. So we go with smaller um something that's still in alignment but a smaller step. And something that is like like I said I I went roller skating or um going swimming, you know, for somebody something that's small that doesn't have any ties financially or with family especially and just trying it out and getting the sense of what it feels like to try it out and giving them that confidence to feel uncomfortable and realize 
oh, I can feel uncomfortable and still do it. Oh, I can feel uncomfortable and I'm not going to actually physically die, you know, and, and that's where the confidence starts to come in. You go, oh, that's just feeling uncomfortable. Okay. And then I'll just do it anyways. And when you start small, it does build up to where you go, oh, I totally know what that, how that looks. And I know how that feels and okay. And then it's amazing how that light bulb, when it clicks, it clicks. And it's amazing to see. It is amazing to see because I think I do very similar things, like, but I use the bucket list filter. So uh, being a bucket list coach, I get people to think, well, okay, you can be living this life now, not someday, one day, or, you know, when something traumatic happens, let's start living it now. But they go, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. So just by doing the little things and go, oh, I can do that. Oh, maybe I can just go that little bit outside my comfort zone. And they gradually get more and more confident, as you say, about, oh, I can do this. I can be uncomfortable. I can be in that little bit of a scary zone and still really enjoy what I'm doing. And it's just amazing to see the change and their faces light up when they start going, hey, I did this. Oh, I did something else. I'm ticking this off my bucket list. And then the things get bigger and bigger. And yeah. I think it's amazing to see. It is. And one of my favorite um, things that I have, clients that I'm working with is I tell them, go to a restaurant that you probably never, never have been to, especially like, a local, like a local shop, local mom and pop, local resident and order something that you can't make at home and order something that you just wouldn't order. And, and starting with that is a place of, cause I tell them, I go, if you hate it, well, then you can return the food if it's really that bad. Mm-hmm. And if it's not that bad and you don't like it, well, you tried it and okay. And that just that act that's it seems so small but boy going to a restaurant and spending hard-earned money on something totally different that you don't know if you're going to like it or not is a big step with such amazing reward when you get something that is brand new to your palate and it's so good but it's that reinforcement of i can try something new and it's okay um and that's one of my favorite go-to of and i have to remind myself of that too sometimes i go out to eat and i go I'll get, and I go, really? I go, I can make that at home. Or I just had that last week. And, you know, sometimes I just go, I don't know. Let me pick the one that I don't really know how to pronounce. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> you I, know? Love that. I love that. That is so cool because I, I remember, you know, years and years ago, I used to be very much, I had to be in control. So you'd go out and get the same thing over and over and over. But now I go, oh, there's so many choices. What could I have? You know, and, and that's more excitement in your life, isn't it? It's more just thinking, well, I'm free to choose whatever I want. I don't have to stay within those confines of what I've always known and always done. So yeah. You say that. Yeah. And I think that, I think that idea grew for me. So when I was traveling a lot and overseas, different countries, Um, one, I couldn't read the menu and they would have pictures and I would just point to something. But one of the things that I loved was just, um, going into a restaurant and telling them that they can make whatever is their house specialty and I'll take it. And I would tell them like, I don't like organ meats of any kind. I was like, don't no organ meats, but I'll eat, I'll eat everything else. So pick something so many times, like the chef would come out and kind of peek ahead around the corner and look at like, who said that? And I would have the most amazing meals of all the people in our group of table. Everybody was like, how did you get the best meal? I'm like, because I picked off the menu. I just told them to make his favorite, whatever specialty. And so that's where that came from, of just trying something 
and I loved it. And it still resonates with me with how amazing it felt. It was the feeling um, of not feeling stuck in my little box when traveling overseas. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So when you're working with people and you're seeing them get um, start, you know, having this courage to let themselves out, to you know, start living their life differently, what are you actually seeing? What are some of the things that they're doing? Oh my goodness! Um, there's those who love to write. I always, you know, I encourage everything that's different. So definitely, people have been writing uh, a lot of music. Um, definitely, you know, even things that seem challenging of the courage to file for a divorce, you know, and um, move across country, um, follow or the, or the flip side, <laughs> find that love of the life on the other side of the world and actually go. And, and, and so I've seen, I've seen that. And I've also seen it where they're not even as grand of gestures and grand big things, but it was just things like being able to paint. She was so sweet. Being able to paint her house all the different colors that she wanted in different rooms instead of feeling like she had to have like symmetry throughout the whole house. And it's, it's gestures like that, that seemed to her so small. And then when she did it, realizing how big it was, um, and it was really just for her and her family, she didn't care if they liked it or not. She wanted it that way. So, um, so like I said, I've seen the big, you know, changing careers, changing partners and spouse and, you know, all of it. It's been one, it's one, it's so fun to see. It gets exciting every time I see somebody and it reaffirms not just what I do, but then about who I am and what we are and what we're meant to be as people. And just, it just fires me up to be like, oh, right. Sometimes I get a little, I forget we're big, we can do big things. So it lights me back up. Oh, that's wonderful. I can hear your passion in it. It's just so awesome. I love talking about this stuff. But Natasha, yeah. it's time for us to end up here. But if people what? Want, I know, I know it's gone so quick. But if people <gasps> want to contact you or find out more about you, where's the best place for them to go? Um, so you can find me online. If you go to a dancingzebra.com, that's the website of my consulting, has my book links, everything there. You can also find me on Instagram at Natasha, and my name is spelled N-A-T-A-C-H-A. So Natasha underscore life doctor. And you can find me on Facebook that just says Natasha Nelson. So those are the three areas. My email is on my website. And definitely, I'd love to hear from people, hear from you, like reach out, just send a message, a ping, and um, start a conversation. I, I welcome them. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. My goodness, Leanne, it's been wonderful. I can't believe how fast time goes. We could talk for hours. We could. <laughs> we could. So what a, well, I'm so grateful uh, to be here with you and share my story and share with you to the people that are going to be listening. So thank you. Igniters, Natasha certainly has courage, courage to be herself and enjoy her life to the fullest. If you'd like to get in touch with Natasha, go to adancingzebra.com. For more about living a bucket list life, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.